This is Trice Brown, multimedia editor for The Plainsman for Sweet 1111, our story-based podcast that comes out each Monday. It's been almost a year since campus shut down as COVID spread across the U.S. It's also been that long since our last mid-semester break. This week, we spoke to Auburn students who The Plainsman profiled a year ago as part of our Auburn Voices of the Pandemic series, which we made to understand how our lives have been affected by the pandemic. And, like we did on last week's episode, we wanted to know what has changed since then. Podcast editor Collins Keith will start us off. He interviewed Sadak Ayunala, first as a junior and then as a senior in software engineering, about social isolation and his family. Stay with us. Hey, this is Natalie Beckering, content editor of the Auburn Plainsman. I just want to remind everyone, if you'd like to support this organization and our podcast team, you can log on to theplainsman.com and click on the button in the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. You'll be supporting over 127 years of local, editorially independent journalism right here in Auburn. Once again, that's theplainsman.com and click on the button in the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. Thank you so much in advance, and now back to the show. Thanks for being here. Hey, thank you, Collins. It's a pleasure to be here. So what we're doing today is we're just catching up from when we spoke a year ago about how the pandemic was causing you to think differently and all the struggles that it, that it may or may not have imparted on you. Um, I love this quote at the beginning of the story. I just want to quickly read it out. You know how there's a theory that you need to get touched at least seven times a day, shake someone's hand or hug someone? At the start, I was like, no, I don't think that's true. But shit, man, it could be true. I'm losing my shit. Did you talk a little bit about that quote? Just tell us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a very, I think it's true. You know, like 100% during the summer, I moved to Arkansas and I was practically like, I was living with three other roommates that I was working with as well. But like, you know, like it wasn't like we were handshaking all the time or we were hugging each other. Like we just met each other, right? You start to really feel it. You start to like you feel the loneliness, even though you're not lonely, like you're living with three other people in the same house, right? You still feel that, like something's off. You still feel alone, even though like, you know, across like after the, what's it called? After the wall, like behind the wall, there's Mm -hmm. someone else, Mm -hmm. right? You still feel the isolation. You're not being like, like something's missing out of your life. And even though like everything's fine, like, you know, you're not struggling, da, 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 da. No one's there yeah. to like give you that, you know, the, the hug. Bro, man, man was needing a hug. <laughs> <laughs> For Sadak, the hardest part of the pandemic was the beginning, when he was stuck in his dorm with nothing to do and no one to see. He's used to studying and taking his finals with friends, but this year it was different. I think the worst it was was like during finals and stuff, because mm-hmm. usually like when you're taking finals, you like... You'd pull all-nighters with your friends. You'd be at the library. Like, you'd you'd be somewhere with people and, like, actively doing something. Like, I don't know about you, but, like, mm-hmm. as a senior, it's, uh like, the past, like, seven semesters, like, the most memorable times are final times. Because, like, those are the most intense moments, but you're there with other people. But mm-hmm. now you're, like, doing it alone. So yeah. it kind of, I guess that was the worst. But yeah. then after that, it's summer came and I moved to a new place. You know, is Arkansas, Arkansas, beautiful state. 
<laughs> a lot of grass. <laughs> <laughs> but there was like a lot to like do outdoors. You know, you could just go hiking or you could go around. There's a lot of stuff to discover. So it was a different environment. So I guess that made it easier. When I spoke to Sadak last year, he mentioned that he was speaking to his family every other day. This past winter, his mom and brother moved to London and he went to go see them. Beautiful place. Listen, I, I've never been. It was my first time. I went in December and uh, I booked a ticket and I was like, hey, it's time. You know, I want to see. I miss my family. Right. So flew to London, stayed there for three weeks. Like I thought I thought like we were strict over here. But over there, it's like a completely different ballgame. Like everything is closed. Like everything is closed. You know, you can't go. Sadak also has family in Kuwait. Like London, Kuwait is very strict with COVID. So he's been unable to visit that side of his family so far. In, in Kuwait, it's very difficult to get in. Like, if you were to try to fly in, you would not be able to get in. Like, they're very selective. Only Kuwaitis can get in, right? And it's very, very strict because they have curfew. They have this. They have that. It's like I've been trying to go back home, uh, back to Kuwait, and I haven't been able to really? for a year now, for about a year. So it's it's very, very difficult. Sadak's grandparents live in Tunisia, where the situation with COVID is not as well handled, he said. A few weeks ago, he got some bad news. Tunisia, so just a quick update, a little sad. We're going on a depressive note, but my grandfather passed away because of COVID. Dude, it was like a month ago. It's all right. It happens. It happens. But uh, yeah, like he smokes a lot, you know, which plays a big factor, but you know, he got, he had a respiratory problem. They took him to the clinic, even though they shouldn't have. And he got it from there. And then the whole family got it, but he, he couldn't make it, you know? So it's, I really want to, but Tunisia is not like, there are no vaccines in Tunisia. Mm-hmm. You know, that just describes the situation in Tunisia, right? So I would love to, but I don't think anytime soon yeah. because I, I'm not vaccinated yet, you know? So it's just, may you rest in peace. Since coming back to campus, Sadak has noticed that his interactions with people have changed, almost like he's forgotten how to talk to others. Dude, yes. <laughs> yes, I swear. I'm glad you brought that up because, like, okay, okay, okay. It's, it's a very, you feel weird, right? Like, even when you talk to people regularly, it still feels very, very, like, awkward. It's, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's, I feel socially incapable, if that makes sense, right? Like, I'd see someone, and I'd just be like, yeah, 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 okay, bye, right? And I, 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 I'd never do that before. I'd never do that shit. But it's just, it'd be like, okay, bye. Like, I did it three times yesterday. I saw people, and I was like, hey, bye. bye. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know what to talk about. Like, you know, like, it's so weird, bro. Software engineering does not lend itself to social interactions, Sadak said and his work is pretty much exclusively done from home. While he enjoys the freedom that working from home gives him, he misses out on the social aspect. Like, I'm sure that we'll recover as a society from this, mm-hmm. but, like, at the same time, it's it's very scary. Because, like, confidence, like, even though, like, you know, there is no, like, I'm sure that it's more than just, like, how we talk to people, right? Because, like, sometimes, like, even in class, like, before, I'd always raise my hand up, I'd always talk, right? Now I don't want to talk. Right? I don't want to talk in class. My camera is usually off. Right? It's just like, I don't know. It's like I'm trying to avoid social interactions. Right? I moved in with two roommates and like they're great people. There's nothing wrong with them. But like 
I just like, I don't feel like talking. As we look to turn the corner with the pandemic, some of the hardest times have already passed by. Sadak hopes that, if anything, we've learned from our mistakes. We'll be right back. From the Auburn Plainsman, my name is Jack West. Here is your news for the week. Auburn University intends to hold its spring commencement ceremonies on April 30th and May 1st in Jordan-Hare Stadium. This schedule and location are similar to the university's graduation plans from the previous spring semester, and they were confirmed by the university in an email to students, faculty, and staff. The commencement keynote speech will be delivered by Kenneth Kelly, a 1990 Auburn graduate, on April 30th. In other news, an investigation by the Auburn Plainsman has found that black student enrollment at the university has fallen every year since 2007. The investigation also found that the percentage of black students who leave Auburn after their freshman year is higher than any other demographic. In response to these statistics, the vice president of Auburn's Office of Inclusion and Diversity, Taffy Benson Clayton, said the university had a long way to go. Quote, there's clearly more work to be done, and we intend to put in the work that's necessary to make progress. End quote. From the Auburn Plainsman, I'm Jack West. This has been your news for the week. Now, back to the show. Last March, when Auburn first sent students home, Jarius Avery, a freshman at the time, said that he missed everything being normal. A year later, Avery, now a sophomore in biomedical sciences, is adjusting to what has become the new normal. Podcast producer Katie Carroll spoke with him for this story. Jarius is a first-generation college student from Gadsden, Alabama. He lived on campus, so when students were sent home last spring, he returned to his hometown to complete the semester. Last fall, Avery returned to campus, but most classes were online, and university functions were extremely limited. He said that campus life was far from normal. He had to learn to get comfortable with this new way of life on campus. Dead, but like no one was really on the concourse no one was no organizations were just out um everyone was kind of doing their own thing this semester most of his classes are in a hybrid format so he can either attend class online or in person he normally attends one class in person each day and then does the rest online he likes the hybrid format and thinks that it will continue to be used at universities even after the pandemic is over. The good thing about the hybrid classes um, is the flexibility. Um, you can, you know, if I accidentally wake up at 9 o'clock, I can still go to class, just not in person. Um, he also said that there is a downside of having a heavy online presence to classes. Since his freshman semester, he has noted an influx of homework that his professors expect to be completed. I think because the classes are so flexible, the professors believe we have so much time, but really, a lot of us have really busy schedules and other stuff that are priorities to us besides just their class. In his interview last year, Jarius said that when he was taking classes from his hometown, he would not start on schoolwork until later in the afternoon, because during the day, he would be spending his time hanging out with his family members. Now, one year later, he still does his schoolwork in the afternoon. But now it's because he's busy balancing a job and the Multicultural Association of Pre-Health Students. He's the president. One of the biggest changes he said he has experienced through the COVID-19 pandemic is a loss of motivation. When everything shuts down, life changed so easily, and he realized how uncertain life is. It's, it makes it hard to be motivated about things because you never know. Another lockdown could happen tomorrow. 
the pandemic has taught me that life is not always certain. Even though I knew that lesson, but that really taught me that things can change like just like that. The pandemic has also made Jarius more of an introvert. He says he is naturally incredibly extroverted and loves to be around people. But after being in lockdown, he has stopped going out with friends as much. It used to be to where um, I'll, you know, I was calling everyone every day, texting everyone every day. We was going to hang out, going everywhere. But now, just with the regulations and you know the um, possibility of us me getting sick or me contracting COVID nineteen, that has dwindled down. Although Jari has said that the last year has been defined by uncertainty. Students slowly repopulating campus has given him hope that things will eventually return to normalcy. Everything's been picking up back on campus. It's starting to feel a little normal, like seeing people on the uh, campus green or by um, Sanford Hall, like just out enjoying the day. It's warm outside. I don't know if it's just like a weather thing or is it just um, a people just seeing everyone happy thing. But Even though certain elements of normalcy are returning, Jaria said that he feels like certain things will be changed forever after the pandemic. I do believe a lot of people still wear the mask. Um, I also believe the six feet apart thing, um, I believe that would be in order in some places around campus. because it He said that America has not only endured COVID in 2020, but also political turmoil, and he's happy he survived. The year taught him to value life, and he is still waiting for things to return to pre-pandemic society. I actually hope it, um, we actually return to pre-COVID times. Um, that's my biggest hope for 2021. Um... Special thanks to Sharif Sakawi and our very own Collins Keith for the music for today's episode. From the Auburn Plainsman, this has been Sweet 1111. I'm Trice Brown, signing off. See you next week.